Hey guys, welcome back to a pro wrestling podcast with Matt's and friends. Uh, as I am joined by my last week's guest, my friend Matt. Matt, welcome back to the show, man. How you doing? What's going on, Matthew? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. Good. Uh, we had a pretty popular week in pro wrestling. I have one more guest adding to the show here in just a moment. So I think uh, we could kind of break everything down from this past week, one by one, little by little, as soon as he jumps on. But um, pretty solid week in pro wrestling. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah, I would. Um, you know, since we last talked, we've had a, a SmackDown and then a Raw um NXT, AEW, I thought all all four put on really solid shows. Um, when you talk about like the WWE part of it, I think they did a really good job this week of building not only for Fastlane but Mania, which was, you know, we were we were all worried. Like, I mean, how many car- fights are going to be on these cards? Like, there was nothing going on, but this week did a good job of uh, of building a lot towards both of those cards to. Uh, make it to where I'm a lot more excited about that week now. Oh, absolutely. And uh, we'll get more into that in a little bit. As Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome founding member of Pop Culture Wrestling, a podcast production that I am a part of. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, please welcome Tim to the show. Tim, what's going on, man? Yo, what's going on, guys? Super pumped to be a friend here on a podcast with Matt and friends and Last week, you and uh, Big Sexy Matt Track tore it up on the show, so I had to come join you boys this week and give me some of that. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, so before we get into this week of wrestling, um, pop culture wrestling is something that a lot of people are going to want to know what pop culture wrestling is all about. Um, if you would be able to please let the fans at home know what pop culture wrestling is all about. Yeah, absolutely. Pop culture wrestling is your one-stop shop for all things pop culture and wrestling. What we try to do is be diverse while providing just great entertaining content. So whether it's WWE, AEW, New Japan, MLW, Impact Wrestling, ROH, Indie Wrestling, whatever, we have coverage on that. On top of that, we'll give you television coverage, movie trailers, we got horror movie content on there, and Like you said, Matthew, we are a budding podcast network as well. We have some great shows already on the network, and we're just going to continue to grow. And, you know, we're just here to have fun, do the thing, wrestling headlines, results, reviews. Uh, We do top top 10, top 20 articles, um, greatest wrestler of all time articles. So we have a a lot of good shit on that website. And, you know, it's because of great people like you guys that I'm here talking to right now. Um, that we're going to build and do the thing. So I'm happy to be on the show, and I'm happy to have you guys on board Pop Culture Wrestling with me. Oh, absolutely, man. And I think nice. uh, I speak for myself and Matt when we say we're <laughs> very glad to be a part of something that's going to be such an awesome project, um, especially for the fans at home that you know want to look up stuff in a one-stop shop kind of environment. And I think this is the perfect way to look at it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm ready to have some fun doing it too. Yeah, hell yeah, that's what that that's what I was just gonna say. It's all about passionate people, passionate fans having fun, and we're gonna do it and grow together. And I mean, we all love wrestling or you know television, watching movies. There's something for everybody there. So check us out and listen to all the great podcasts and check out the YouTube channels. 
there's a lot of good stuff and a lot of diverse content on the website and we're just getting started. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Tim, before you got on here, we were kind of going over um, that this past week in wrestling has actually been really solid. Um, would you would you agree or do you beg to differ? Damn good week of wrestling from Monday all the way through Wednesday. It was a fantastic week of wrestling. Oh, absolutely. Um, now I know we're going to get break it down a little bit here in the coming moments. We're going to break down Raw. We're going to break down NXT. We're going to break down AEW. And um, – but yeah, we got Fastlane coming on this Sunday, which I think we could do a little bit of a prediction show too, if you guys are up for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty solid week in wrestling. You know, it, it started last week on Friday. I thought Friday's SmackDown was actually really solid, um, as tonight is SmackDown. But uh, Raw was really, really friggin' good. Um, there was one part of it that I was not a fan of, and when we get into it, we'll break it down. Um, so let's actually jump right into Monday Night Raw. Um, Monday Night Raw was actually pretty solid from start to finish. Um, you know, beginning beginning thing we saw was The Miz and John Morrison come out and rep Bobby Lashley um, to set up a match between The Miz and Drew McIntyre. Um, what did you guys think about the opening segment? We'll start, um, with, we'll start with Matt here. All right. Yeah, I mean – I, I thought it was a good segment. Um, I guess, you know, part of me kind of thought the Miz would, would kind of totally fall off uh, the the whole uh, WWE championship scene for a little bit, and we'd start building towards what he'd be doing for WrestleMania, which, we, I mean, we all know the speculations there. But um, if uh, – I mean, it, it was a good segment in there. Um it made Drew look strong. It had the whole Bobby thing. And then I really liked the fact that uh, Sheamus got in there, like an attacking Bobby at the end. And that, that you know, we'll get on to that as it was later on in the show. But that was a really good physical match. So, I mean, it, it set up some things to come that were better for the night, uh, that were good for, uh, for the rest of the night. And, I mean, it was an entertaining segment altogether. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Tim, what would you say about the opening segment? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I got, uh, I got, I got goosebumps. Like, I got like excited goosebumps when Drew came out and pointed his sword at Lashley, stuck it in the ground, and those two big, strong, fucking good-looking dudes went eye to eye <laughs> because they are, they are the two baddest dudes on Raw, and that was the best possible title match that they could have gotten for Mania, and they fell right into it. And watching Bobby take his glasses off, looking Drew right in the eye. And I love how they brought up their past TNA history without bringing up their TNA history. Because we've seen (laughs) this before. And it was fucking good then. And it's going to be fucking good at WrestleMania. Earlier in the year, we talked about it. uh, Matt, you and I talked about it. We thought Lashley might steal the title from Drew around June or July, just for one month. And then Drew would get it back maybe at SummerSlam. But, you know, still no live crowd there. So, you know that WWE wants, you know, we'll get into fast lane predictions later. But that first segment got me going, man. It, it really, I could do without the Miz. I know he's he's going to be out of the title picture now, which is good. But Drew and yeah. Bobby, fuck yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't agree anymore. And, you know, the the whole thing with with what Matt said about Sheamus coming out and, and attacking Bobby Lashley where – 
Miz and Morrison attacked Drew McIntyre, and um, you know, we had like it's like I said, that whole thing start set up from a good start to Monday Night Raw to a, a fantastic finish to Monday Night Raw, which was something as fans we've needed for a very long time. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that AEW Elevation debuted on Monday. So they needed a card to get people to actually sit here and watch running at raw instead of jumping ship to AEW on Mondays, like they do on Wednesday. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, uh, I, I didn't. Matt, I think he cut out for a little bit here again. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm. I'm not sure. Like th- th- that could be a little bit of a of a play for it. But you know, I would just like to. I'm gonna hope it's just them wanting realizing that they were in a bad place headed into WrestleMania. And it, it seems like this has been a, a ongoing theme for the last couple of years. You know, I know me and Tim have been. Uh, doing this a little bit here and there together for that, that length of time. And, and it's like the last few years, the build is slower. And it goes back to what I was saying a little bit on last week's show about them cramming too many pay-per-views in this time of year. They need to like story build better. You know, it's WrestleMania. It's not your average, you know, just run of the mill pay-per-view. So, um, but yeah, like they, they did fall into the, uh, that awesome main event. I agree with Tim there. They kind of lucked out there, but like I said, they did a lot of good booking this week. I don't know if that, if it had anything to do with AEW though. I know, you know, NXT is, is a great product, but um, I mean, it's still not doing the numbers that raw and SmackDown do. Yeah. What I would, uh, what I would say is I don't, I don't know that AEW elevation caused raw to be better. The, the thing is, that first and foremost, you are right, Matt, that this Fastlane card shouldn't even, the Fastlane pay-per-view event shouldn't even be there. The fact is, WrestleMania builds used to be great for about six, seven weeks. I don't know about you guys, but remember when they teased, I thought it was Sting coming, but it ended up being The Undertaker, then it was Triple H stalking him, and there were like all these like vignettes. And I know that's only one feud, but they did, they used to build WrestleMania very, very well. And now we're to the point where they need to build this fucking Fastlane card so they're, all their concentration's gone, plus the old man needs to go. We've, we've talked about this at, at nauseum. <laughs> the old man has no idea what he's doing anymore. So so, uh, so that, that, that's where I'm at with, with the Fastlane card. But as far as Monday goes, I think that they just have to start putting better shows together because WrestleMania is three weeks away, so... Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, we saw we saw the, the ending. Obviously, Drew winning with uh, the the uh, what is it? The hurt lock, as Bobby Lashley calls it, the full Nelson, uh, making the Miz submit, and and kind of doing a play at Bobby Lashley. Obviously, um, his opponent for WrestleMania, pretty solid match. I'm not gonna lie, that Claymore looked weak because we didn't dare a slap. You're so, right. I wasn't too pleased with it, and hopefully something changes with that and they figure out a different way to make it sound more impactful. Um, but, yeah, it really, really did not do much, to be totally honest for me. Um, but, yeah, you guys got any more say on that part, or are we jumping to the next part? 
Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just say this real quick. I agree. The, ma- the match wasn't the greatest match. But, um, you know, I've always said, you know, Raw and the weekly shows are a lot more about the storytelling to me. If the storytelling and, and the promos and stuff like that are hit, then the matches don't have to be great. The great matches are for pay-per-views more so than Raw. Of course, you want good matches, you know, on Raw too, but... It, it, the storytelling and and stuff like that is is much more important. So that's why you know the first segment still um, hit. I mean, it was it was great to me. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we went from that match into a women's tag team match, which I've said it numerous times on my show. Uh, Lana and I not be a team, um, but I will say this: I did not know how I'd feel about Mandy and Dana as a team, but I love it. And I think it works very well. And having them get the win in this match, um, I don't know if I'm speaking for all three of us. I thought it was great because it gives them an opportunity to hopefully get a shot at the tag team titles um, to elevate their career as a tag let team. Me, let me tell um, you, Matthew, why it was great. All right? <laughs> the reason them, them getting the win was great because I fucking wrote back in October, Naomi needs a heel turn. So I hope this is the start of a Naomi heel turn. They lose one more match. She snaps off on Lana, beats the holy shit out of her, joins the Hurt Business. Bam, we got a top-notch heel on the women's roster. Oh, yeah. And I think that'd be great. I mean, because we don't see much of it where obviously Nia and Shane are heels, but we don't see much heel actions from them as much. Um you know, we see them doing this whole let's try to be funny kind of thing, and it doesn't fully work when you have two badass women that could make a, a heel run fantastic and they just have no real direction for their characters. Um, but, yeah, I 100% see what you're saying. Um, I would love a, a female to join the Hurt Business. I think it'd be great. I think it would work so well, especially being Naomi. Um who, in my opinion, is still one of the best performers as far as one of the females. Everyone, go. everyone I uh, talk to loves her. Um, Melissa, my fiance, loves her. Jennifer Oakley loves her, and I mean, females love her. I know a lot of the men love her, and kids love her. So you know, you might want to say, "Why turn her heel?" But you know, the main chunk of that business is them dudes. So make her a badass, give her more appeal, and get her over. Absolutely. Yeah. Matt, what is what is your input on that? Um, yeah, I mean I the the glow thing's gone a little stale anyway. And and she she has the look, you know, she's she's not a tiny girl. She's she's pretty got good size and, and muscular tone to her and stuff. So I think she I mean it would make a lot of sense. I think it'd be cool to put her in the hurt business. I honestly hadn't even thought about that, but uh yeah, uh I, I mean that was definitely the um probably the uh the best part of that segment though because to me honest like the women's tag team division is just it's just it's it's irritated me to the point to where I wish they would just get rid of those titles and just keep the NXT ones but <laughs> and who knows I mean maybe one day I mean just you know they'll scrape all the titles except for one women's championship and do it like they did old school but who knows um you know but. Well, I mean, there's enough there's enough depth in the division to have separate singles titles, but not but not tag team. 
Oh, yeah, because they put more focus on just one title instead of put focus on all three. Um, yeah. Now That's why all these teams that are make shit, you know. But we see a Naomi heel turn a long time ago when it was Team Bad uh, with her, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. And we did see a, a, a good, I thought, a good heel run by Naomi back then. So hopefully now if they did do that um, and turn her heel again and had her join her business, I think that would be great for her career. Um, but we'll see where that goes. Um, speaking of the, the her business, the, the match that I don't want to talk about because it makes me sad <laughs> to talk about it. Um, we've seen the her business defend the tag team championships against the New Day. Um, Tim, what are your thoughts on that match? I, I, I really don't care. Um, it gives me <laughs> zero in the tag team division on Raw is worse than any other division in all of wrestling, including AEW's women's division, which is honestly pretty fucking lights out, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But but the oh, tag man. division on Raw is so fucking piss poor. There are no teams. There's literally Cedric and, and, and Shelton who are fantastic together. I think the young lion has come into his own. Matt might disagree with that. And you have the fucking New Day, who I think all three guys should just be singles wrestlers. Now, I'm, I'm, I, I guess I'm glad the New Day won because this is going to give AJ Styles the chance to become a Grand Slam champion, to which one of you on the panel might say is overrated. I don't think it's overrated, especially the fact that he's only been in the company for five years. And I love that he is giving the rub to big Omas. And I can't wait to see Omas take Woods and throw him around a little bit and AJ to fucking get the cover in the one, two, three, and to win the tag titles at WrestleMania. So quite frankly, I don't really care how it gets to that point, but at least AJ finally has something to do at WrestleMania. We all, all three of us have talked about it. We kind of thought that they were going to go this direction with him and that's where they went. And, you know, I, I don't care if it's the new day. I don't care if it's fucking the hurt business. We need the Raw tag titles to, I guess, be significant. And I guess putting any belt on AJ Styles makes that belt that much better because he is one of the two best wrestlers in the world. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's your opinion. <laughs> I mean, not mine. I mean, I know he's one of the best, you know, but I think, oh, you know, there's other quality wrestlers out there for sure. Um, but AJ Styles is one of the best of the most wrestlers to ever step foot in the yeah, yeah, and so before before you uh, go on and before Matt answers, I want to ask you both a question. So, a little statistic that I came across. Kofi Kingston and Edge okay. are now tied with 11 runs. 11, in, you know, individual runs as a tag team champion. So, who is the better all-time tag team champion? Is it Edge or Kofi Kingston? In, in my opinion, this is what I want to say. Any any team Kofi has worked with, I think, was magic. Air Boom, Kofi and Truth. Kofi and um, Punk. You know, Kofi and Punk, Kofi with the New Day. So it, it's hard because then you had Edge do a run with you know, Mysterio. Benoit, which I know about Mysterio, you know, Paul Cohen. You know, he had so many runs as tag team champion too, but I think – Edge as a singles competitor is better. I think Kofi working as a tag team is better. So I want to say, I think, in my opinion, Kofi Kingston is a better tag team wrestler. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's a hard one for me because uh, obvious, in, in my opinion, Edge and Christian is the best tag team that either one of them has ever been in. Um, and but like, like you said, like I agree with you that like every every team he was in worked. It was good. Like they 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 were believable chemistry. All that wise. Um, I don't know. Really, flip a coin. But I do want to I do want to correct you, Tim. I believe it's fourteen t- tag title reigns. Is it? Is it fourteen? Yeah, it's it's fourteen, not eleven. If 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 I saw yeah, it right, that, that, that's well, definitely so. possible, I'm sure. Kofi's been Cause, cause, yeah, because new day, new days had eleven reigns by themselves. Holy fuck, they put the belts on them eleven times already. Yeah, that was their that was their eleventh reign. They tied. Uh, they tied. Was it Edge and Christian yeah. for most? Well, you're right. You're right. I'm sure it's fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like I said, he 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 was tag titles with who? Uh, Punk, Born, and Truth. Yeah, someone else. Yep. Truth. Was, was it Truth or wasn't he? Wasn't he a champion with Cesaro no. once no. too? No, but no, but with Truth, he never was. Big okay. sexy. What's your What's your take on this right, AJ but, Styles tag title match at WrestleMania, man? Yeah, you know, um, I'm I'm still. There's part of me that's still well. First of all, let's get to the match that was beforehand. I I absolutely was pissed when the New Day won that match. They don't need it. I was mad as hell. They were celebrating. I was like, this is stupid. Uh, I, it was like ruining Raw at that point for me. But then AJ and Omos came out and challenged them at WrestleMania, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm better now because you said it, it. I still think that it's bad that they had to like throw this together at the end instead of having the best wrestler in the world right now um, without a storyline at WrestleMania. But then again, if you, if you think about it, it's, it's probably not thrown together last minute because I mean, it's not like the whole AJ almost thing is new. So, I mean, maybe they've been building this way all together. Yes. I'm the person on this panel that thinks the, uh, that the the triple or the grand slam thing is overrated. It's, I mean, just like I don't know. It's just I, the, especially since here lately over the last like handful of years, they're throwing it on anybody that's close. So it's kind of watering it down. But uh, I'm with you. Um, we've talked about this in the group. You know, uh, my, my daughter's a huge wrestling fan. She's a chip off the old block. So. She's excited for Omos's in-ring debut at WrestleMania. She's been she's been saying, "When are we going to see Omos wrestle?" for like the last two months. <laughs> so uh, it's a big, he's a big um, dude. I, I think it's yeah, yeah. She's she's like, I wonder what his ring gear will look like and all kinds of stuff. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll see what I I think. I mean, obviously AJ will carry most of the match, but um, hopefully hopefully he does some good stuff and impresses, but um. Again, I, I wish it wasn't against the New Day, but, I mean, it, the, that's the best thing about putting the titles on them is it gives it gives AJ and Omos a, a stage to, to yeah, be able to do something Matthew on. Yeah, before Matthew moves on, I did want to say you might be right that they have been building to this because if you remember, Omos took Woods and threw him like a fucking baby. What was that, at, at Elimination Chamber? yeah. Yeah, and they they even they even made point to that on Monday when he was like, he knows, 
when they were like, we'll, we'll see what you can do. And he almost pointed at me. He's like, hey, he knows. Awesome. Um, but I'm going to touch base on that really quick. So here, here's my input on this. I mean, there was people hoping AJ Styles was going to go against Triple H, and I thought that would have been cool. Take That would be I. Away <laughs> from the Hurt Business, I think, is going to hurt them <clears throat> more than it's going to hurt anybody else. Because if they didn't have the tag titles – were they really doing anything relevant? They were losing. They were going against Retribution, and then they started winning, and then they won the tag titles. And a guy like Cedric, a guy like Shelton, should be at a top-level card because of who they are in that ring. Now, granted, yes, New Day, I think, is the perfect choice to lose the titles to AJ and almost, but I think you had a short, very short reign of the Hurt Business as tag team champions. And I hope before they end up splitting those two up that they get a title run again. Because in my opinion, I've got their poster on my wall and I look at it every day. <laughs> the Hurt Business is fantastic. And they've had one hell of a year running the cards. And I think that right now they're one of the best factions in all of professional wrestling. Yeah, let me add on to that a little bit real quick if you were done. Sorry. What's up? Um. Were you done? I was just saying. Let me let me throw uh, throw something on there too, real quick. The um, they had just started like gaining good momentum. They'd stopped bickering amongst each other. They looked like they were like, I, I know WWE's fixated on like it almost has to be face versus heel and vice versa and stuff. But I wouldn't. I didn't see anything wrong with just leaving the titles on the Hurt business and having AJ and Omos challenge them. I thought that would that would have been great. I think. Well, the way they've been so, doing business is ever since Bobby Lashley won the title, is like it, I, I'm really confused because Bobby Lashley walks around with a smile on his face and he's not being like heelish yeah. and stuff. So I yeah. was confused on if they were faces or if they were heels. And then that whole feud that they had with Retribution, I was confused on if they were face or heels. Um, which all four of these guys obviously have worked as face and they've worked as a heel. And I think everything that they've done in the ring as far as wrestling goes has been magic. Um, and I, I wish 100% it was the Hurt Business versus almost an AJ at WrestleMania. Um, I was hoping to see Kofi versus Ali at WrestleMania. But obviously they took away from that storyline, which is a match we'll get into in a little bit between Riddle and Ali. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think I think that would have made more sense for Mania with would have been continue with the Kofi Ali story and and let let her business take the titles and lose them to the AJ and Omos. Absolutely, and um, but yeah, next match though, um, if you guys want to move on, we can move forward. Um, was Damian Priest versus Jackson Riker? J- Damian Priest, awesome. Jackson Riker, and eh. um, I liked him when he was Gunner and Impact Wrestling, but ever since his whole ordeal with the president and shit like that and all that stuff um, on Twitter. We're not going to get all in all in on to all that, but um, ever since the forgotten sons ended, Jackson Riker hasn't been relevant. So um, let's move forward from that. Unless you guys want to touch base on that match. I didn't care too much to talk about it. Yeah. I want to say real quick. I mean, I, I was confused a little bit there because um, and I believe I said something in like the group chat that uh, 
it was kind of it was kind of looking to me like maybe they were kind of scrapping the rumors of uh, Bad Bunny and Priest going against Miz and Morrison, and uh, maybe switching it to Elias and Riker. But obviously, I mean, it looked like that at the end of that segment, but then obviously other things happened later. So I was like, okay, never mind. But uh, Riker, Riker's good. They just keep sticking him in bad situations. I mean, I, I was actually pretty excited for uh, when they stuck him with Elias at first. Um, as Tim knows, I'm, I've always been a big Elias fan. That guy's gold on the mic. They they dropped the ball not giving him an IC title reign back when he was over like almost more than anybody at the time for a few months. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> no, I, I, I feel you. I get you. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's been rough. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think what they're going to end up doing to be totally honest is, uh, Elias and Jackson Riker, as sad as it is to say this out loud, because I love Elias, I really do. I always have. I thought it was cool. um, is they're going to be a warm up match for Bad Bunny and Damian Priest right before WrestleMania. So Damian Priest and Bad Bunny have a match for the team before Mania. Who knows how it works? Um, but I mean, that's just my opinion. So we'll see. Um, Next segment is something that people have gone back and forth with, and I've seen it all over Twitter um, and in our group chats and stuff like that, is Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. Um, I thought the story between these two all Monday and since it started has been really great. Um, I love the booking of their story. I thought the only thing that was bad about their storyline was the goo, Um, (laughs) but that's just my but I honestly think it's going to be something really great, really solid. Um, what do you guys? What do you guys have thoughts about that? Yeah, man, I'm 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 very excited. I love Braun. I've always I've always been a big big Shane McMahon mark when he gets in the ring. He never has put on a bad match to me. I can't think of a bad match. And all of his WrestleMania matches the last few years, the one with the Miz was great. The Miz still needs to get his win back over Shane, but that was a good match. The match with Taker was really good. The match with AJ was really good. And I expect this match to be really good, too. Now, they had said it was on the Fastlane card. Then they said it was pulled off the Fastlane card. So I'm not sure what's going on there. But you fuck that green goo and all that little baby kid shit. Let Shane fly off of a cage and let Braun end up slamming Shane through the ring or something for the one, two, three. I love it. I said, like, two months ago, I hope they go that route. Um, and they did so pretty cool. Yeah, t- Tim has been talking about that one for a while. In fact, he was the one that sold me on the idea of liking the feud in the first place. Um, but yeah, like I thought that segment was freaking amazing on Monday Night Raw between Braun and, and um, Shane until he brought out the fucking <laughs> buckets of green goo. Like, and until it went to fucking Nickelodeon Kids Choice Award, <laughs> like like the, you know the, the Braun was getting the best of him for a while, looking like the big strong badass, and you know he, he slips out of it, throws him into the post, beats him up for a little while, freaking jumps off the top rope <laughs> onto in, into the announce table, and then he had to go get fucking green goo. I'm like, get the fuck! That totally 
ruined the segment and turned it into a joke amongst uh, all the keyboard warriors all week. But you no know, one wants to talk about prior to that, those green buckets. That, that was a great segment. I thought that was probably the best segment of the night to that point. And what, you know, it hasn't really sounded like it was we're breaking it down individually, but it really was a good raw. Uh, I thought I thought the whole thing was great. I, you know, I, like I said, I, I love the whole story so far between Miz and Shane. Um, I think we lost Tim really quick, so we'll get him back in here. Um, but, yeah, man, I thought it was really solid. I thought it was great. I thought, you know, this is a story that needs to be told. Um you know, and I, I think it's just a fantastic thing, man. Um, yep, Tim, are I'm you here. Back? Yeah, you know. All right, cool. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. That was news to me when Tim said that the that the I guess there's talks of the match being pulled from Fastlane now, which I think would be a good thing because I think they should have one yeah, match. I don't, I don't and it know why they put shit on Fastlane oh, yeah. in the first place. It's fucking stupid. Like everything else they do. Yes, they, yeah, they, they they need to keep having Shane make Braun look stupid and build it until Mania. I couldn't agree more. Um, after that though, we did see Oscar versus Shayna. We've seen Oscar kind of become relentless after the match was over, um, which hopefully we see more of um, because honestly, hasn't yes. been relevant ever since she became on the main roster. Um, at least in my opinion, again. Um, so it's something that I missed seeing. Uh, you know, what about you guys? What do you guys feel? I mean, I, I off the bat, I totally disagree that she hasn't been relevant since being on the main roster, but I, I get where you're coming from because every time they put the, the singles title on her, they shit all over her reins. And, and do a terrible job of booking her. And, like, we've talked about it before. This time they, they put more energy into the tag titles. But, um, I mean, it was a good physical match with, uh, with Shayna. I, I, I love the little, little possible hints of a heel turn for Asuka. Um, I've been saying this for a long time. I don't know, uh, you know. But if, if, if she's not going to be a heel, can she, like, take off the – the weird green mist paint that she does. Yeah, I don't understand. Anymore. But anyway, what? Why her title reign has been so shitty? They have quality women on that roster. And hey, hello, hi, Rhea Ripley. What? Why is? Why are we only getting vignettes? Why was she the runner fucking up in the women's Royal Rumble, and we haven't seen her since? I don't know about you guys, but I've watched a lot. every single Royal Rumble, and generally the runner-up of the Royal Rumble gets a pretty fucking big match at WrestleMania, all right? Oftentimes, maybe challenging for the other belt, or they yeah. get themselves involved in a big angle. Where the fuck is she, and why isn't she, one, forcing a match with Charlotte at WrestleMania, and two, working her way in for the title? Hey, I lost to Charlotte last year. It's time for me to get my redemption. No, she's just tweeting about her fucking vignettes like why is she on the sidelines why is keith lee on the sidelines i know that's not the conversation i'm not going to go into keith lee i'm just saying why is this talent not involved right now okay and particularly in the women's division that seemingly only has now charlotte and asuka in the singles competition peyton royce cut a good promo the other day but let's be honest she needs about 
six to nine months of wins in the ring to build herself or a money in the bank briefcase. But you have Lana and Naomi and Mandy and Dana, and they try to focus on this tag team division and they get away from the singles division. And then they have to focus on Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. And I love Charlotte. I think she's the best women's wrestler wrestler of all time. But come on, man. When is enough enough? You got the women. Build the women. Like, we we talked, we used to talk about AEW's women division and how horrible it was. AEW has been booking their women far better than what Raw has done. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. The, the, there's there's too much too much effort into the tag division, which has just made it even worse than it was before. Um, and then, like, I think they're gonna pro- the way it's looking right now. They're gonna end up making a huge mistake, and Rip, we're not gonna see Ripley until after WrestleMania at this rate. But I mean, I, I'm hoping that like when they have. Uh, when they have Charlotte officially challenge Oscar, you know it's coming in one of the, probably the the Raw after uh, Fastlane. Um, have Charlotte come out, challenge Oscar, and then have have Ripley's music hit and and turn that into a have them all three feud and have a triple threat match. I think is the best possible way to go there. But um, yeah, I mean the, the women's division, uh, it just it's been bad since. You know, Charlotte got hurt. Becky got pregnant. Um, I said for some reason they put the the gold on Oscar, which is great. That's who they should have put it on, but they shit all over her reign. Um, Sasha and Bailey held things down, and now, uh, you know, throw Bianca in there. They're doing pretty good over on SmackDown, but Raw it's just it's just a clusterfuck of like. Nothing really happening right now. Well, let's put it this way. In my opinion, what I think is going to happen is one way or another, if they do a one-on-one match, they do a triple threat. I think the Monday after Raw comes out, we see a return of the man, Becky Lynch, um, to kind of get her title back that she never lost. Um, I think that'd be cool. I think that'd be a really good story. Um, So we'll see what happens with that. Or, um, you know, it puts in her to the Money in the Bank match and ends up winning the contract just to get the title back that she never lost one way or another. You talking about the, the Raw after Mania, Becky yeah. does that? Oh, I would be all for that shit. Hell yeah. I mean, can, can you imagine a nice feud, a nice long uh, couple pay-per-view worth of feud between uh, Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley over the Raw Women's title? That'd be fire. I think it'd be pretty solid. Um but yeah, um, so any other input on that, guys? Do you guys want to continue to talk about that, or you want to move forward so we can hit uh, I'm, I'm over it. Let's run. So we got two more matches on Raw, really quick. Um, we'll touch base on Riddle versus Mustafa Ali for the United States Championship. Um, rumor is is they're going to try to build T Bar into a shot for the United States title with how that happened. Um, which will kind of in turn give Ali another shot at the championship for Mania. Um, but what do you guys think on that? What do you guys think about what's happening? I think with it's, Ali right I, now? I'm, yeah, sorry, Big Sexy. I think it's fine. Right. I guess, you know, he's going to win the U.S. title at WrestleMania. And I think, I, I think he should win the U.S. title at WrestleMania. I thought Riddle was a transitional champion to get the belt to Keith Lee 
at WrestleMania. But, you know, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea who he is. No idea. Keith Lee! (laughs) But, you know, apparently that's not going to happen. So if if it's Ali winning his first WWE title and it's the United States Championship in this angle that he's pushing, because, you know, Ali's narrative is he's not the bad guy here. And it's and the reason that, you know, Retribution wears the masks is so they can feel and has the stupid names is so they can feel what he feels. You haven't said my name correctly. I've been here for five years. Now you finally say my name correctly. You make fun of my guys because their names and their masks. Now you know how I feel. So getting that quote unquote retribution at WrestleMania and winning the United States title, I'd be all for it. But I did not like that they put this match on on Raw if that was the plan for WrestleMania. It's just giving matches away, and I don't like that. Yeah, especially the way they had the match go and everything. You know, Tim, you almost had me there for a second, but I do not have the energy or the care to like give two shits about retribution. Yo, I've been a hard time with it myself. You know, I was the biggest retribution mark when they came out. All right, I defended, defended, defended. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, I wanted it to be good. It it had so much promise, and they just just went to Shibar, Dominic Dijakovic. Tapped uh, out to Bobby Lashley in the first match that they had. Done. They were fucking done. And I gave them another two months, and nothing happened. But what did they do? Lose, 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 uh, lose. So how the hell are you going to build these guys up if all they're going to do is lose? And speaking of the women's division, what the fuck you got Mia Yim just sitting there doing nothing for? That girl can go. Get her doing something. Uh, yep. I don't know. See what happens in the next coming weeks with that. Um, You know, like like I said, I mean, I'm over the Retribution stuff. I still love Ali. I still love all their individual work. I just think Retribution should just be done with. Um, And that's what they're looking at probably doing soon um, with how Ali's been talking to them and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Last match of Raw, though. Um, was the w, or, uh, WWE champion Bobby Lashley versus Sheamus. Um, honestly, I thought that was a really solid match. You had two hard hitters going head-to-head, um, which I think will in turn be more fantastic when we see McIntyre versus Lashley for the WWE championship. Um, but Sheamus, Sheamus has been brawling the shit lately, man. Like I, I give a lot of credit to Sheamus at his age. I give a lot of credit to Bobby Lashley at their age. They're both in their 40s, you know, and still killing the game. And Bobby Lashley right now is in the prime of um, – what do you guys think on the main event? Um, and, you know, do you do you like the direction they're going with Sheamus lately? Um, I mean, the match was great. It was uh... – a. It was, you know, uh, on, on the same kind of lines as the Drew Sheamus the week before. It was a nice, good old fashioned slobber knocker, as JR would say. Um, uh, Sheamus, I, I, I would like to see them continue to push him. Uh, I think he's for a while there. He was a guy that was starting to be under underutilized. Um, you know, he was losing a lot of his feuds, the Hardy feud, stuff like that. Um, you know, they, they, they built him up for the comeback. You know, they showed like the images of him. He was coming back as like the tough, badass Celtic warrior and 
stuff like that. And they did, you know, that was a good job and everything. But then they brought him back and he was kind of like 50-50 in his feuds at best. And then I hope they continue to push him and at least maybe, you know, put a mid-card title on him for a good reign somewhere in the near future. But, uh, I mean, I've always thought Sheamus was a damn good uh, all-around uh sports entertainer but uh it was a, it was definitely a good match um he, they had him push Bobby Lashley who's been absolutely destroying everybody lately so i thought you know that they they made Sheamus look something really i wanted good. to point so, out really quick you mentioned i, I was uh, i was happy with that just to say if you ask JR from AEW Revolution he wouldn't have been able to say much um you said slobber knocker so you know we couldn't hear JR if he said slobber knocker at <laughs> AEW Revolution that's for sure yeah, that was that was awful. Why <laughs> even put him on the air? Just let Excalibur and Shivani do their thing. Like, come on, man. Yeah, uh, but, but I digress. All I have to say right. about the main event was Sheamus cannot have a bad match. He is lights out, on fire, in fuego, doing the damn thing. Raw's mid card right now. We just talked about Riddle and Ali. They need to have some sort of. Uh, eight-person or six-person ladder match where you can incorporate all these mid-card guys who have nothing to do like Sheamus. So that that's that's where I would go with that. Yeah. Hell, put ten people in it and scrap Unless the Battle Royal. Do no one gives a shit about that, that thing anyway. The battle Royal, but that would be awful if Sheamus is in that Battle Royal. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it's a battle royal for right. nothing. And if he's not transitioned into the intercontinental title picture, who? What is he doing, and who is he feuding with? If you tell me that Keith Lee comes back and we get a Keith Lee and Sheamus match in like an upper mid card slobber knocker, I'm all fucking for that. But if it's not Keith Lee and it's not an intercontinental title match, what's he doing? That would be. Well, it'd be really hard. The IC title, unless they yeah. transfer him uh, over back to SmackDown. He... Oh, the United States title. My bad. I'm I'm sorry. The United States title. That's what I meant. Oh, you're totally. Yeah, but I mean, is isn't there going to be a shakeup or something? Yeah, There's going to be a shakeup or something shortly after Mania. So who knows? Jeff Hardy. Where's Jeff? What's Jeff Hardy doing? Yeah, being Jeff Hardy. Yeah, but. Yeah, he's getting 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 beat up by by Bobby Lashley and the bigger guys on the roster, and then getting randomly thrown into <laughs> elimination chamber Fair title enough. matches. Um, so yeah, I mean Monday Night Raw, solid <laughs> card front to back. Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna jump into AEW really quick. Um, kind of run over AEW. We'll jump into NXT last, um, and then we'll do a quick, quick, quick. Um, for- Wait, hold up, hold up. You, we forgot back? about one of the most important parts of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not exactly what, that's not what I was talking about. But I want to, I want to, I want to say, I want to say right now, I'm totally serious. I want our truth sometime in the not too far future because the dude's like 60 years old pushing, even though you can't tell it. Uh, but they need to like put some sort, put a, a world title on him in some sort of joking, comedical ma- matter. 
That dude is just gold. Him doing the 316 shit all night was hilarious. I think think he is gold. If you gave our truth 20 minutes of TV time every Monday night, that show is better instantly. I'm telling you, you know that that's not something I would normally say, but he's he's so good. He's so entertaining to me that I wouldn't mind if they like put it on him yeah, for a week, a, like a on some joking, like <laughs> fluke matter. I mean, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Right. And it wouldn't be much different than what they just did with the Miz. So, so he can be a two-time Grand Slam champion. But now I was talking about oh, uh, yeah. the um, yeah, right. Bliss That's Orton an stuff. Match. It was not on Bleach Report. We didn't, we so didn't talk about that, that, did we? And that's why you should be on popculturewrestling.com checking <laughs> out the Monday Night Review. But yeah, no, um, Orton versus Bliss, uh, the whole story, <laughs> I think, I have thought since day one has been really good. Um, so I can't take anything away from that. I think their whole thing has been fantastic start to finish, you know, with the theme being gone and Alexa kind of taking over, which has been hinting at week in week out of the fiend coming back. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I called that actually a couple weeks ago and said, watch, watch them do uh Orton versus bliss at fast lane. And it ended up being a thing. So we'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah. And I thought you were yeah. out of your mind and look at that dude. I was like, Holy shit. Matthew was right. He called that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, when, I, when I said it in the room, you thought I was joking. When Matthew said it, and then I went, on, I went on Twitter and I was like, well, I'll be fucking damned. Right. I, I think it's great. I mean, I, I think uh, obviously this has got to be where the fiend comes back. But uh, shout out to Isaac. Uh, sorry, I can't remember his last name, but. Uh, when he wrote that art, he wrote that article for Pop Culture um, about the five possible endings to that match at Fastlane, and I never even thought about getting going how deep he got into it with the fact uh, of, of him possibly setting Alexa yeah. on fire, and then he tur- Crazy, she turns dude. into the fiend and and attacks her. I always just kind of assumed it would be like him jumping in to save her from damage, but if he actually set her on fire and then it, the you know what, flame you know what goes kind of out and it's him and, and attacks Orton, that would be amazing. for this reason. Um, can you tell me why we can light people on fire in the middle of the ring, but we can't have a little blood on our forehead? I mean, I think that the fire is a little more drastic. Yeah, it doesn't right? make any sense. Yeah, I, I I miss blood. To me, it's just to me it just looks stupid and just like to for I I know we like we've gone way past that uh, uh, era where they tried to you know make people believe it was it was not staged and stuff like that. But still, man, you like you get all these hardcore matches, Hell in a Cell matches, elimination. No, even chambers, like a good nobody ever bleeds anymore. It's just a match like Drew and Lashley at WrestleMania, man. Give me a little get, make Drew bleed a little bit, man. Make that comeback yeah. special yeah. when he hits that claymore with blood running down his face. Yeah. Come on, baby. That's why the Cody matches are always good because he knows how to right. sell. You know, there's one thing that man knows how to do well. He knows how to put on a, a quality 
story, tell a story in that ring. Uh, that's funny that because when we hit AEW right now in a minute here, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's something I wanted to point out about Cody. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's hear it. What you got? He was the uh, first match against uh, Pentagon. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, good match, solid start to finish. Um, what really upset me was the ending. Um, and it wasn't the fact that he got a roll-up pin. It's the fact that Pentagon literally snapped, un- quote-unquote snapped, his arm. And, like, the way he rolled him up right after without really selling the, the hurt of his arm and just rolled him up right afterwards, and then afterwards it looked like he wasn't really in much pain, um, it, it bothered me a lot because he should have sold it like it was, like, killing him that his arm was fucking ripped to shit by Pentagon moments before that. And if he would have got a schoolboy roll-up, I think it would have been a better ending than the kind of roll-up he hit. Um, you know, with a good arm, just reversing, rolling Pentagon up, I think would have been solid. Um, he didn't do Yeah, I, I love it. Then I was like, I oh, like okay, it. We're okay. nitpicking the roll-ups. I, I like it. Yes. <laughs> I just, I, it's, and I'm not joking. I'm being serious. I like it. You know, it bothered me because I'm like, yo, dude, he just ripped his arm out and he just literally like backside, uh, backflipped over him. Like, you know, not really, but he like did a double arm uh, pin instead of single arm with the good arm. He acted like that arm wasn't hurt. And then when he got back up and he was on his knees, you know, not sucking dick, but when he was on his knees, um, but he didn't look like he was in so much pain that 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 should have been how he was acting. Like, dude, this is the fucking worst fucking pain in my life. Like, my shoulders are already shit. He just ripped it even more. I I it, it bothered the shit. It, he he didn't sell it well enough. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> you realize who you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, when I when I said that, my comments about how he sells so well. No sell. His big matches, the matches with his brother, I think it was at All Out, was just fucking fantastic. That cage match against Wardlow, putting, I mean, obviously he won the match, but he made Wardlow look really good in that match. But, I mean, Cody Rhodes has had this damn shoulder thing yeah. for like three months now. They keep hyping it and hyping it and focusing on it, but like... I mean, Cody's kind of just there right now, honestly. He doesn't win much. He doesn't he loses more than he wins. He's not he doesn't really have a feud right now. I guess, you know, since Pentagon last week it has just started. Um, well, I Pentagon yeah. winning would have been a better logical choice for this match, but it should have it it should have ended in a disqualification with Pentagon just being relentless, beating on his shoulder. And and then that led into the after the match beat down where he continued to beat him down. And then the stupid Nightmare family, which is the worst faction in AEW, comes out and makes the save. Hey, anybody that gets signed to or AEW contract <laughs> is a part of the Nightmare family. So let's just call it what it is. The Nightmare family, dynamite, because that's all it is. It's not AEW. It's the Nightmare family on dynamite. Oh, man. Everybody is a part of it, and it's nothing special. Um, well, Austin you know, Gunn is in the Nightmare family, and he just released a rap record today. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. 
I heard one of his songs and I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but oh, I'll check it out. I'm going to, you know, I'm not trying to be biased to WWE, but man, there's just so much with AEW, but my boys, the acclaimed are on AEW. So I can't, I can't go without my show without mentioning the acclaimed because that's just how it works. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, man, I wasn't a huge fan of the opening, you know, with the nightmare family coming out. Um, and the way it ended good match start to finish until that ending, literally. Um, next we had Jade Car- uh, Cargill versus Danny Jordan. Uh, Danny Jordan, if you guys watch AEW dark and AEW elevation, um, you know, I think she's got a bright future. And I think if AEW ends up signing her to a contract, I think she could do big things. Um, she's got a big career going for her and I, I i see it in the future um jade cargill is is showing something that i don't think a lot of people would have thought with how she debuted is she she's gonna be a big name player um what did you guys think about that match yeah i'll just be quick with it i think you're right um on, on both aspects i think that um danny has a chance to do something big in the future you know they're building her losing streak i think she's 0 and 11 in her um aew and i think obviously with that comes like a barry horowitz story which is cool and then jade she is the real deal holyfield she has the it factor as they say but she needs to stop flexing every 14 seconds I, I could appreciate that, yeah, fully. Um, you know, <laughs> once or twice, but you don't have to do it every every second. You know, yeah. we get it. You're you got muscle. You know, you could calm down a little right. bit. Uh, absolutely. Um, now, I wanted to ask That's you guys. Habit. <laughs> um, what do you guys think about the name, the Pinnacle? It's fine. I like it. Matt. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What are you gonna do? I mean, it's it doesn't. It's it's okay. I mean, I think I think how what the group does going forward will determine whether or not it's a good name or a bad name. uh, Of a six man tag next week with Sean Spears and FTR teaming up against or teaming up with each other um, for the very first time. So we'll see how everything plays out with that. I think with how they are individually, um, FTR as a team and Sean's, I, I, I like the way they all wrestle. I think they all are really, really solid performers. Um, so I think this faction is actually going to be something great. So we'll see. Um, I want to buy the shirt. So we'll see what happens with that too. But, yeah, man. I um, love, I love everything about the group. The name is fine. Whatever, you know, nice. I, I don't know what else that it really could have been. Um, it'll grow on people. It's, it seems odd now because it's new, but what were they yeah, going to yeah. call themselves? The horseman? No, it's stupid. You can't do, or fortune. I, you know, you can't, you, the, all the like really nice names have been taken. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was saying. It's like it, but it, it, right. you know, it doesn't really matter. The like the name will be as cool as the I group really, ends up really like it. As you said, FTR, fantastic. What they've been doing with Tully, it's great. Sean Spears, I'm not a fan of Sean Spears. I've been on the record saying I can't stand the guy. He is just he he just bothers me. I don't know, but in this role that he's going to be in as the lowest guy on the totem pole in a faction. I'm fine with it. I can fuck with Sean Spears in that role. He's the guy who'll take pins. 
he he'll do the dirty work. You know, you I could use a guy like that in a stable for sure. He changed the look. He's got the blonde hair going. Um, you know, plus it makes sense because you know that Sean Spears and FTR were boys in WWE. And right when Sean Spears was brought in, he was put with Tully. Right when FTR came, they were with Tully. So all of that makes sense. So for those people who say Sean Spears doesn't make sense, I mean, I'm a Sean Spears hater, and I see how it makes sense. So I don't really get the fucking convolution in your brains. But then adding MJF and Wardlow, I love how they did it against the inner circle. That was so cool when he said, yeah, well, whatever he said, I'm not alone or, with, you know, whatever. And then the lights went out. And then all those guys were standing there. That's like one of those goosebump moments in wrestling. And then the way they just bloody Jericho up and fucked him up, that was great. However, I've said that I think Cody should have been the leader of this group and not MJF. I think that it would have made far more sense with Cody and Arn. And then you would have had Cody, FTR, and Sean Spears. And we all know that they're real-life good friends from their time in WWE together. Plus, you got the Arn connection and Tully. But... I love MJF. I love Wardlow. MJF is just a fucking natural-born leader. He's so great on the microphone that he will be a champion by the time 2022 ends. And that group will have all the belts at one time. But I think Sean Spears will be even be elevated to North American – not North American, I'm sorry, t- uh, TNT championship status. He's going back to NXT, boys, to get that North American championship. No, keep him out of there, man. I don't want the perfect 10, dude. The, this guy's fine with me right now. Sean Spears <laughs> is the chairman. I'll take the chairman all day right now. He's the lowest guy in that faction. <laughs> but I think that they did a really good job of building that up. I love the – and, man, I, 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 love, I love the chairman. I, yeah. so I have to disagree with the whole Sean Spears thing. I think Sean Spears is fantastic. I think he always has been. I just think people – have never seen the the big positive side of Sean Spears that I I have. Um, you know, I've watched Sean Spears' stuff in OVW. I've watched his stuff when his first run in WWE's version of ECW happened. I've watched his return. I've watched everything. And I think Sean Spears is a big-name player in this business. Um, and I think people underlook him. And I, I think right now with the pinnacle – I think gives him a chance to showcase what he is truly all about. Um, Matt, do you want to add anything more to that, or you want to jump into the next match? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, MJF's promo there when they were uh, all in the ring together, it kind of seemed like Sean Spears might be the like elevating him a little bit right now. Might be one of their main focuses. He kind of. You know, he pumped him up a lot, uh, which, I mean, he did for everybody. But if I recall correctly, he kind of, like, was hammering it home about Spears being being underappreciated and stuff like that for a while. So, I don't know. We'll see where that goes. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like the pinnacle a lot. I think, I mean, obviously, you know, we talk all the time about, you know, me and Tim have for a long time, we're always putting together these, like, factions that there should that we think there should be in WWE and stuff. And I think, you know, uh, uh, factions like the Hurt Business and stuff are, are starting to starting to help. And, we, I mean, God mm-hmm. forbid they would have gotten retribution right. They'd be in a lot better shape. But I digress. But, but um AEW is nothing but factions. Like everybody, everybody in the company is in a faction, just about. Which, 
which I mean I don't have a problem with, but it'll be interesting to see because uh, you know they're they're gonna start splitting people and stuff, but eventually you know like they always do. But it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But Pinnacle, um, I, I I think you know it's they're gonna take over for the inner circle is like well, I know the, uh, you just the dominant group for a while at least. And the next man has a faction which. I don't understand completely at all. Um, and, and we're going to go into this a little bit right now um, with that 10-man tag match. We've seen Jurassic Express, Beer, Beer Country versus Matt Hardy, Private Party, and Butcher and the Blade. Um, we Matt Hardy have this faction right now, and he's got two tag teams in this faction. Who goes for the titles? Who does what? Um, what do you guys think about this? Because I hate it a hundred percent. So I'm kind of curious what other people feel about it. Um, what are you guys' opinions on this? Yeah, I think that the AEW roster has so many heels. They should have just turned Butcher and Blade face with Eddie Kingston and kept them as his backup in this feud against Kenny and the OC. So I don't quite I don't get why Matt Hardy bought their services, but I don't give a fuck about Matt Hardy. Zero fucks, zero. Not one fuck do I give about his stupid fucking faction. So now that Butcher and Blade are in this faction, guess what? I don't give one fuck about them anymore. Matt. Yeah, it's unanimous. I I I really haven't liked anything Matt Hardy's done. And AEW since like the first, you know, since he helped the elite against the inner circle at the very beginning, um, his feud with Sammy was, was, a, would have been a lot better. I think if it, if it wouldn't have got interrupted so many times, but uh, yeah, I, I don't give two shits well, about this faction. It's just, the thing. I love it's private just party. ridiculous to me. Great. Really? I think it's Butcher and Blade are fantastic. Allie, I watch her on my screen all day, every day. Um, now, the thing with Matt Hardy that bums me out is the fact that WWE told him, like, all right, well, if you stay, we can do this gimmick. And he wanted to do the broken character. That's what he wanted. And he jumped ship to AEW, and look what happened. Where's the broken character? He got bored with it. So you wanted to leave He didn't WWE. get bored with it. Nobody was interested in it. Just showing that Vince was right about one thing. Well, yeah, you know what? But that's the thing, man, is, like, I think the Woken character, when WWE brought it out, I think people were still interested. And then the fact that they switched it like that because Bray Wyatt wasn't around anymore and then Matt Hardy just stopped showing up, um, I think people lost interest. I think it was because the Broken character was gone for so long that people were not on board anymore. I thought thought Um, that Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt were great together. As a matter of fact, I think that was the last time I was interested in Matt Hardy. Oh, I agree 100%. I I don't disagree with that. I I think it was 100% true. Um, You know, we've seen a a downhill for him. Um, I I used to love Matt. I thought Matt Hardy was always, you know, one of the best. And, uh, you know, obviously not the level of Jeff. Um, but I I honestly could care less what Matt Hardy's doing in AEW right now as well. And to be honest with to be fair to Matt, I mean to be yeah, honest you with you, I really don't care either, but he'll too jump much about either Hardy at this himself, point. So I'll watch that. I mean they, Oh wow. I mean they <laughs> 
man. Yeah, man. I still love Jeff Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Matthew, it's because of stuff like what we talked about the other day when I was at work and I was on the ladder. And I, I, I sent, took a picture and sent it to the group. And I said, man, when anyone else is on a ladder, don't you just want to jump off and hit an elbow on someone through the table? And your exact words were, every time I'm on a ladder, I do the Jeff Hardy pose. So, I mean, he has that kind of effect. Um, one of our guys, Logan, um, he's obsessed with Jeff Hardy. Like, that guy, like, you don't find anyone obsessed with Matt Hardy. You know, Jeff Hardy takes his shirt off and the girls go crazy. I don't know why. But, you know, that's, Jeff Hardy always, like, had that effect on you. Matt has never done that for me, and he's had. How do you go ahead? How do I feel with uh, my ex fiance? Like I tried to take my shirt off, and she didn't get excited. But when Jeff Hardy did, like she was like, "Oh, dude, whoa!" It's like, thanks, I appreciate it. (laughs) Well, I just don't get it because it's not like he's all like ripped up. But you know, whatever. I I digress. Yeah, I. And yo, and I'm not one of these guys sitting there like body shaming or whatever. Because I'll tell you all day, like, (laughs) like I said last night, I always tell us like you know when. You know, there's a lot of attractive, both men and women in wrestling. So I'll always point out attractive women, and Melissa will be like, just roll her eyes. And but I, I if I, like last night, Karrion Cross, Finn Balor in the ring at the same time. Could it get any hotter than that with Scarlett standing there in the middle of them? Come on, dude. Like, well, we'll okay. All right. So I'll call it on both sides. So that's why I just don't get it about Jeff Hardy. I don't see it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, we won't talk much about this match then. Um, the only thing I wanted to point out is I was really confused and really like, you know, what are they going to do? Are they going to turn Bear Country heel and feud with Lucha? Lucha, uh, What is it? Jurassic Express. I don't know why I wanted to call it Lucha House Party, but I did. Because um, they're as relevant as the Lucha House Party, which shows you how far that team has fallen. That's fair. Um, I think it has. Dude, I'm sorry. One thing I'm going to say about this, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you were done talking. But I realize that wrestling is not a land of giants anymore. I'm a fan of the smaller guys just as oh, much as anybody else. Man. I, but I, can we I, get I Marco Stunt to fuck all. off wrestling? I've seen Marco Stunt live, and it was really fun to watch. Um, but I think with Jurassic Express, it just does not work. I don't think I don't think I, I don't think it would work unless you put it like a lucha or a, a luchador mask on him. I, I like, think, I, I, but he's smaller. Rey Mysterio looks big compared to him, and Rey Mysterio was only believable because of like what he was able to do. But yeah, you're right. I don't, I, I, I'm not a fan of the guy, so I won't waste my breath on him. That's fair. It, it's a. It's a very unpopular opinion, but as as great as Rey Mysterio was, I well, I, I think don't think he he ever should have been a world champion. But yeah, which 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 is why I was totally fine with it. But uh, yeah, I'm you know. Yeah. But yeah, just, Marco stunts like half Mysterio's size. Yeah, um, he's very talented, man. On the guitar, he really is. No, yeah, he, he's a very but, talented kid, but I don't want to see him in a fucking wrestling ring on primetime television. Is he? Nah. Yeah, they need I to th- heal him that, badly. They, he's they're, very, I think they're wasting Luchasaurus with that started, gimmick. He stuck so. out to me. But again, like well, I said, look at how far Jurassic Express has fallen over the last year and a half. Yeah. They're irrelevant. They're in the yeah, job match. Because that's all this match is. Together, so I can't, I can't diss it. I think uh, there's a yeah. t-shirt 
that I want so bad. It says a boy and his dragon, and I think that was fantastic. I mean, uh, you know, so I, I can't take anything away from those two together. Yeah. Um, I just think AEW needs to book them better. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, time only tells, and AEW has only been around for a year and a half, so time will tell for sure. Um, but yeah, next uh, next segment was uh tony shivani interviewing uh, darby allen and sting we've seen Lance yeah i could care less about this too we've seen team taz come out oh god age kind of doing like a hinted face turn um i mean that's the only noteworthy point um i don't think there's anything else really to talk about with that unless you guys want to say anything about it Yeah, I want to say something about it because Lance Archer came out and started first when Sting and uh, and uh, little Skater Boy uh, was uh, talking. Um, please have Lance Archer demolish Darby Allen and take the TNT title off him as soon as possible. Yes, he should have. He, he should have beat Cody in the finals of the tournament and been the first ever TNT champion. Um. He's he's along with two guys that I think we're getting ready to talk about soon because if I'm not mistaken, it was around that part when their match came up, like my favorite parts of uh, AEW. So Lance Archer needs to be pushed, um, if not in the world title picture, but it, there's no, nothing that would make sense right now for that. So don't rush him into it, but he, he needs to have gold in his near future. Um, he's too good and and with J- especially with Jake Roberts, they're just like the, um, you know, like when you bring back legends and stuff like that as mouthpieces and managers and stuff like that, that's fine. That's cool. But don't try to throw them in street fights and shit like that. But um, like he's he's just so good as like the big monster and stuff like that. So he, he needs gold in his future. And that that like uh, uh hint at a face turn that you talked about with cage was just absolutely fucking lame and poorly done by all of team Taz. Like Brian cages, uh, talking wasn't very good or believable. And then you had, uh, fucking Taz and his lame ass. What are you doing? Everyone, it, it was I just all corny. And, and, and I, I really can't. Um, Tim, you want to move on or you got anything else you want to add? Um, I, I don't right. know, man. I, I, I individually like a lot of these guys. All right. Angle, but I can give a fuck about <laughs> it. Like, why are we still going on with this? Like, why are, is Team Taz, Sting, and Darby Allen still a thing? Like, I don't know. I'm just not a big Darby Allen fan. I love Sting, but why is yeah. he on television every week? If this was WWE, people would fucking be like, oh, my God, he's 60 fucking years old. What is he doing? So, and then why the fuck is Brian Cage not just squashed Darby Allen and taking that fucking belt? Like, it's been... Like, the feud's been going on for four months. Like, why? End it already. Take the belts off of him. Move the fuck on. I'm, I'm sick of it. I love Team Taz. I'm a huge fan of Team Taz. But, again, why do we have all – why are all the factions in AEW heel factions? If you're going to do faction warfare like New Japan does, you got to have some fucking face factions. There's – now the inner circle is going to be faces, but they were heels. There's legitimately not one face faction on that roster. That anyone cares about the Dark Order, all right, fine. But we all know we all love the Dark Order, but we all know where they stand on the card. 
Well, Johnny got a match for the TNC title. No, he's not going to win it. No, probably not. But I love John Silver. I love John Silver, so I can't say much about that. I think Correct. Fantastic. You know, I love all of them. I love them as a group. My dog's about to bark at me for some reason. Um, but, yeah, I mean, next match, we move forward. Tag team match, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley versus the Good Brothers. Um, you know, I don't know, man. That was weird. I, I didn't like the way it ended. You know, I – I don't know, man. It, this is a whole reason why I can't get an AEW is because for one minute you can't tell if somebody's a heel or you can't tell if somebody's a face. And, you know, the way they did it with Lance Archer where he was teaming up with John Moxley a couple weeks ago and then all of a sudden he's a heel again and um, Eddie Kingston's a face now. And it's just too too confusing for me, to be honest with you. Um, what do you guys want to say about that? Because I don't want to say much about it. Well, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming at with Archer and some of the people, but I mean, if if you remember correctly, in my opinion, at least, and and I was asking you all what were your personal opinions about Eddie Kingston were the other day because I, I've been up and down about him, like, but I mean, I get it. He he he's got a lot of star qualities for the business, but like that terrible. Uh, um, botched explosion at the end of that uh, match at Revolution kind of ended a really nice, like a really good uh, face turn for Eddie Kingston. But I mean, yeah, it's just they, they've done it weird. And I agree. I didn't like how the match ended. Um, you're gonna have such a big physical match like that, and to have it end with a like a roll up, what I thought was kind of lame. Um, and then did they just keep? like having Moxley getting the hell beat out of him without him ever like having the upper hand. And I, I don't I know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's just kind of honest opinion about this. It's been kind of weird. You at, if you look at, um, you know, I can't even say what sure. name he is. Doc Gallows, Big LG, whatever. So if you look at his attire last night on the front of his shirt, on the front of his vest, it says Doc Gallows. And on the back, it says Big LG. So is he Luke Gallows? Is he Doc Gallows? What I think he goes by he? the big LG. But I mean, let's be honest. This this is another feud. Like why are why are Moxley and Kingston feuding with the OC? Are we gonna have another Moxley Kenny match? Like is that where it's going? Like I thought that feud was supposed to end at Revolution. And here we are just continuing the feud. Like I, I don't know, man. The the AEW booking drives me as nuts as WWE, but I want to talk about NXT, so let's get this shit over with. <laughs> I've talked way too That's much fair. AEW right um, now. You know, I'm, I'm totally sorry. We'll run it through really quick. We've seen the Young Bucks come out, do their thing, you know, stupid ending. Um, Ray Phoenix versus Angelico. I think both of these guys are very fantastic competitors. Um, I don't like what they're doing with Jack Evans and Angelico. They really don't have any momentum going at all since debuting in AEW. Um, and I think that's really, really upsetting because both of these guys are fantastic. And Jack Evans has been a household name for pro wrestling uh, as long as you guys are big fans of wrestling for a very long time. Um, I've known Jack Evans since shit uh, when they had Wrestling Society X on MTV years ago. Um, 
I was a big fan of Jack Evans and I followed his career ever since. And I think he's a great wrestler. So I hate what they're doing with him. Um, the only match that I have not watched yet was the match that everybody was talking about the unsanctioned lights out match between Dr. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Um, do you guys want to touch base on this? Or do you guys want to jump straight into NXT? Well, this is what, what we should have been talking about, baby. This is, this is the, yeah, no, these, these two women tore the, <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was going to say, you, like, you can't skip over that. Mad respect to both of them. They went balls to the wall. First women's main event because in AEW and AEW can only have one singles match, one women's match per show, which still fucking drives me absolutely fucking bonkers. But they were, they were advertised and they fucking tore the house down. Britt Baker is the face of the AEW women's movement. She was the first signing. She Her heel turn has been great. When she was busted open last year, it was great. She is a star. And I I am so proud of where she's come because I thought she was so raw when they got her and where she is now. I mean, she, she yeah. needs that belt. She needs to take that belt off Sheeta ASAP, man. I love Sheeta. I love Sheeta. But give the girl what she's worth. And she didn't even win the match, though, which, you know, Thunder Rosa did. So, I, you know, I don't know where they're going to go with them after this. I guess in a match like that, it doesn't really matter who wins or who, lo- who loses. It's about survival. I mean, they're jumping through tables. There's thumbtacks, chairs. Oh, what a match, dude. God, just that was wrestling. Like, you know, that's, that's something that you have to see. Um, now, you can't compare it to Becky Lynch's face being busted open by Nia Jax, though, because that was an accident This and organic. So everyone's like, oh, it was better than Becky's moment. Okay, well, first of all, why the fuck do we need to compare everything? Second of all, Becky's moment was fucking organic and hot as fuck. This match was great, but organic. Right. Well, the reason here everything is because we have WWE marks and we have AEW marks. We don't have just pro wrestling fans anymore. We have you choose one yeah, or the I can't other. Stand and people like that, man. I can if you can't look at something and and you know be 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 subjective or objective about it. Yeah. You know, like I said about Sean Spears, dude. I don't like the guy, but I I can respect him being in this spot right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Matt show, not Mark show. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Everything Tim just said was a thousand percent correct. I, I could totally see this is going to be this match had the possibility uh, to put AEW women's division on the map because you know I've, I've you know told you guys several times like the division just absolutely does nothing for me. Um, they, they do like 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 Tim said. Um, even though Britt Baker lost the match, I mean, it really doesn't matter and something like that, especially since they kept they kept driving home the point that it was unsanctioned and it wouldn't go against either one of theirs win-loss records and stuff like that. And, yeah, they just, they just beat the hell out of each other. It was one of the best matches I've seen in the year and a half that AEW has been around. Now, granted, I haven't watched them all. Um, but uh, it was a really great match, and and Tim talking about the uh the Becky Lynch uh bleeding moment being sexy, dude. After Britt Breaker got busted up and she her face got like totally bloody at that point, and she hit a move. I can't remember what 
what it was, but she rolled over like on all fours and started crawling towards the rope and just gave like the little sadistic smile that she gives and shit. Dude, I still that was hot as fuck. I uh, got a little tired last night, so I, I paused it because I didn't get a chance to watch it on Wednesday. So I got to still watch it at night. Um, so Anchor's time is a little short, so we only have a couple more minutes here. So we got to run through NXT, unfortunately. Um, but NXT start to start to finish, I thought was fantastic. Um, I, I love the way. I think everything that the way does is awesome. Um, I loved Austin Theory uh, and the little promo he did backstage with the Garganos and stuff like that. And, you know, Dexter Loomis is one of my favorites as well. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that? We, like well, I said, we let, me, let me go right into this. NXT. So, All right. Uh, NXT from start to finish was fucking fantastic. They literally built every single match to NXT Stand Your Ground. This is going to be such a great show. If you go to popculturewrestling.com, you can see the matches that I projected. I got 10 matches booked for the card, and every single match they led to outside of the Pete Dunn-Kushida match. But, man, we are going to get Finn Balor and Karrion Cross, and they set that story up from the first segment to the last segment. And that match is going to fucking bang at, at, the, at the TakeOver show. And then you're going to get... Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Walter. That was cool. When Walter's music hit, I got goosebumps. I was like, no fucking way. And the best part about NXT altogether was Ciampa was himself again. He came out with a chair, beat the hell out of Fabian Eichner, and then he beat the shit out of Marcel Bartel in a pretty physical match. And then, you know, you saw Walter, he laughed. He knew he was going to get beat down. I'm like, yes, my guy is back because he's my favorite guy on the NXT roster. That He needs to be back elevated to where he needs to be. But the whole show was, was absolutely fantastic. Io Shirai coming out, handed Raquel the contract, saying, let's go. Zoe Stark and Dakota Kai put on a fucking banger of a match. Zoe Stark now has three matches in NXT, all three absolutely fantastic. We're going to get Io and Zoe against Raquel and Dakota next week. That match is going to be great. And, you know, again, I can't stress it enough. From start to finish, they built that show. Santos Escobar, Jordan Devlin, I'll let Matt talk. But start to finish, they fucking booked that show. Yeah, like like yes. he said, start to finish, it was amazing. Um, he didn't even mention the fucking Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly build. Uh, Adam Cole, Adam Cole comes out there. Like, like, pissed off. He's coming out there, mean in business, stuff like that. Kyle O'Reilly comes up on the intercom because Regal's not allowing him in the building because he's not even cleared. You know, they're 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 slow doing it, making sure they don't they don't beat beat the hell out of each other too much before the the pay per view. It, it was, and like he said, the Escobar Devlin thing was great. Um, I love how Io is like this badass champion that like she like. You know, normally the, the champions, you know, they wait for their challengers. Oh, and yeah. Her. She walks up to people like, yeah, I've been watching. You earned it. Here, sign the damn thing. We're going to war, bitch. And it's, it, I, I just think it's great the way they did it. Um, I'm not sure how much time that I had. Obviously, not enough to go into this for what it deserves. But um, when we were talking about the week being yes. – uh, 
Absolutely. Really good wrestling all in all for the whole NXT to me was definitely the highlight of that week. Cause like, like Tim, Tim said from the minute they started to the minute it went off air, all they did was build and, and just get you that much more excited tenfold for the upcoming pay-per-view all the, the, oh, yeah. the matches it's look be a fire on the hell inside of WrestleMania uh, week now. You got two nights of NXT stand and deliver. You have WrestleMania 37, Saturday and Sunday, Friday night SmackDown, Monday night Raw. It's going to be a solid week. Uh, NXT UK announced that they're calling their show the prelude. So it's going to be something that's before NXT's pay-per-view. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, but start to finish, great, great showing. Carrying uh, Cross and Finn Balor, I think you know their match is going to be so fucking fire. Um, you know the the Imperium Tommaso Ciampa was great. Yes, uh, dude. Yes, it was. was. Yes, dude. Yes, yeah. good, good job, good job, good job mentioning that. I forgot about that Joey too. Stark, uh, I, re- I think is going to have. A I really thought old Eli Drake looked good. Championship wrestling from Hollywood, and I thought she was great back then. Um, making her mainstay in WWE now in NXT, I think it's going to be fantastic. At least 2021 is going to be one solid year for Zoe Stark. So um, I'm glad Dakota still got the win. Uh, Brizango versus the uh, Legado de Fantasma. I, I love Brizango. LG, uh, LDF has been killing it, so I can't take anything from them. Um, like I said, the way has been doing awesome. Yeah, they should. They'll well. be in. They'll be in two um, title matches, but yeah. according to my projections, Gargano and Loomis for the North American title, and then I believe that Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell will get the tag title shot against Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll see what happens. But, uh, guys, it was really I fun agree. having you I guys agree on the totally. show. We have to definitely do this again. I think it's going to be so much fun. Um, this weekend, I think Fastlane has only a couple matches, but I think it's still going to be an awesome card so far for what they have. Um, you know, we got SmackDown tonight. Um, please, everybody, go check out popculturewrestling.com. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Um, also make sure you subscribe and like my channel at a pro wrestling podcast with Matt and friends. Um, also make sure you follow, like, and subscribe full Nelson press and straight talk wrestling, both, uh, part of our podcasting group. Um, I don't know who else we have in our podcast, to be honest, uh, toned in entertainment on YouTube, go follow him and subscribe, uh, TNT, um, Follow him and subscribe as well if you like watching WWE video game content. Um, anybody else? Yeah, we got the there? Alliance Pro yeah. Wrestling Network. Uh, Lewis does a fantastic job. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Alliance Pro Wrestling Network. Um, we have MLW Rewind, which is a year of Alliance Pro Wrestling Network and Straight Talk Wrestling. And they rewind everything that happened on MLW that week. Um, so please go check them out as well. Um, but thank you guys for coming on the show. It's been fun. Yeah, man. Um, definitely need to like uh, said, we'll preview these WrestleMania and NXT shows because we could talk NXT for like three hours. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, and we'll do that too. Uh, we'll get into some NXT uh, stuff.
the week of WrestleMania comes, we'll get into WrestleMania. We'll do one show for each um, and kind of go down their cards. If you guys are welcome to come on, go ahead. I got you guys. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, I got some new shows coming up soon, guys. Uh, please make sure, like I said, subscribe and follow me on all social media platforms. Um, it's been fun. You guys enjoy your weekend. And we'll me. be back soon, guys. Peace. You're welcome.